Welcome back to the Make Account Podcast. I'm Marcus Meir, founder of Meir Group CPAs and the Total Control Accounting System. And I'm Tyler Warner, small business owner with a lot of accounting questions. All right. Today, we're talking about cash flow. What are you, uh, is that a question? You said small business owner with a lot of accounting questions. You got questions? I do. How do we <laughs> make more cash flow? <laughs> How do we make cash flow? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's a great question. Um, and you always hear this, right? Like cash is the life, cash flow is the lifeblood of a business. And and then you hear CPAs, I, I see them on LinkedIn and, and Twitter, like, hey, you know, cash flow, and they have the little equal sign or with the slash tree, does not equal profit. So I think there's a lot of um, just confusion about, mm-hmm. you know, cash flow is what will put you, which will make your business or break it, right? If you don't, um, if you can't bring in more cash than you, then you spend, right? Then you go out of business. It's just a matter of time. So just want to kind of unpack some of the things. I want to bridge the gap between profitability and cash flow. I think that's important. But just also give some people some things to think about. They're not as complicated as they sound. It's got a lot of it goes back to like Dave Ramsey always says, like, do like your grandmother says, make a budget, spend it, live on less than you make. Mm-hmm. Like those old tried and true things. Yeah. Like a lot of this stuff I think is going to come and from that be kind of better than you deserve. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> live like no one else. So you can live like no one else. Yeah. Is what he says. Yeah. 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 Something like that. But I think it's just it. always like, Oh, how you doing? Oh, I'm better than I deserve. Better than I deserve. That's, that's right. what he says in that old Tennessee draw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's, what I would say kind of as you're, thinking through cash flow and what that looks like. Let's start to unpack the differences between profitability and cash flow. Okay. So biggest thing that comes to mind when people are thinking cash flow is and profitability is paying back debt and or taking money out as a business owner or paying back investors. So and you've 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 mentioned this before, like, oh wish they they need to change those accounting rules. How like Excuse me. <coughs> when you pay back a loan, well, first of all, when you borrow money, that's not income. When you pay it back, that's not an expense. So that's the first thing to think about is that your P&L right then and there doesn't tell the whole story, right? You could be profitable, but paying back debt. So the perfect example would be we borrowed money to start this business, and now we make $100,000 of profit, but we have to pay back twenty grand on the debt, right? The principal payments on the debt for the year are 20 grand. Cause in that example, the interest would be on the PL. It's included in that hundred net. So from a cash flow perspective, you have 80 grand to play with. Okay. Or even make the example bigger. Let's say you borrowed a lot of money and you had to pay back $50,000 of principal. In that example, you only have 50 grand of cash, but you have a hundred grand of profit. So how can that be? The reason is because you use your profits to pay down debts. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Or you use your profits to pay back owners in the form of distributions or return of capital. That's the first thing I want people to understand is that profitability is a very good indicator, right? You, most profitable businesses don't go out of business. Um, but you have to maintain this understanding of profitability, then cash flow, meaning, Okay, the hundred grand you used to do this. I always re- reference how you used to do this in the business that you owned about seven eight years ago. Mm-hmm. You guys just did a very simple cash flow forecast. Mm-hmm. Here, this is what we're going to collect over the next two weeks. This is what we have to spend. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is and brilliant and brilliant you. all at the same yeah, time. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you must say so. <laughs> so I think people just need to understand that first principle. There are things that 
that happen in a cash flow perspective that aren't in profitability. Right. Profitability is what you used to manage mm-hmm. cash flow. Because yeah. if you're not profitable, ultimately, yeah. the money will dwindle. Yeah, I think there's a couple things. Like, I've I've only owned really like kind of small, simple businesses, right? Where cash flow was really more. It was just a helpful tool to make sure that we kept operating. Yeah. Um. But it sounds like there's more. There's more nuance, or there's more to it than just that. You right. Know what I mean, so like. While we always knew, okay, here's what's coming down the pipeline compared to the expenses, you know, I mean, it was just kind of future projection. It was right. almost just like a way to like, like generate a future PNL. Correct is really all we were kind of doing. A cat, basically a cash statement, a cash flow statement, right? Right, is what you guys were doing. Yeah, right. Yeah, what I would say is this: profitability ultimately tells you to profitability combined with cash flow kind of gives you an idea that, hey, we're going to need to borrow money or that we this business is worth borrowing money for. Mm-hmm. A perfect example is, let's, and, and we'll get in some ways to mitigate this, but this is a lot of businesses. A lot of businesses pay their employees, their subcontractors before they get paid. Very common, right? Yeah, sure. Obviously, you pay your employees. So, hey, I got to pay my employees and I pay my contractors, but I don't get paid by my customer for 30, 60 days. Well, if the math says that what you build is greater than what you paid the contractors, employees, and all your overhead, well, ultimately, you're going to be cash flow positive. Mm-hmm. But in the short run, you might have some borrowing requirements. For you know, you might have you, you can basically say, well, I'm going to get that money. That's what profitability means. Profitability means ultimately, I have a right or I will have this money. Mm-hmm. I just maybe don't have it now. Like profitability speaks to what your cash flow will be. But that's when you would say, well, I know, I know with a very simple forecast, man, we're going to pay out 50 grand of subcontractors. Now we build them out for 200 grand, but we don't get paid that 200 for a month. Yeah. And we don't have enough cash in the bank to pay the 50. We got 20 grand in the bank right now. Mm-hmm. So let's borrow 70, 80 grand, pay that knowing that we're going to get 200 to be able to pay this loan back easily. Mm-hmm. And that's why you hear people managing things with debt that way is because the profitability is telling them they can borrow money. In that example, they know they're going to make 150 grand. They just don't know the timing when it's going to be in their pocket. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I always say you got to bridge the gap between the two. You got to have profitability. It tells you, hey, I'm going to have this cash. And then you can go make decisions around debt. Like I hear people factor invoices. We have a client here we tell to do that. Um, factoring invoices is essentially where you sell an invoice. Like you get a hundred grand owed to you by a customer. There are cl- there are businesses that'll come in and say, listen, I'll give you $97,000 right now and I'll go collect on it. Well, why would you do that? Well, the reason people do that is because of cash flow. Right. They they want to be old. They they think that that's a worthy expense to get the money now. But what we're starting to tell our customers is let's do a little more nuanced cash flow projection to see if it's worth paying them three cents. Or could we because three thousand dollars in that example, if you did the math on the interest rates, it's ridiculous because it's a short term. Right. It sounds like it's three percent, but it's three percent over two weeks. It's a short, very expensive loan. Cash flow would tell us, why don't we just go get a line of credit at the bank? Mm-hmm. Pay them 8%, right? Because ultimately, we're going to have this money in 60 days. Let's just get the 
the the line of credit to fund it. Mm-hmm. So that's where the nuances of cash flow and understanding profitability yeah. can kind of come together where you can make some good decisions where, yeah, it seems like 3%, but it's really like 25% interest versus 8% on a revolving line of credit. Yeah, That's the kind of nuance we want our clients to get to. Yeah. Those little, what I would call them base hits, that those things add up. What do people that yeah. don't run their business well? They don't understand that stuff. It's too expensive to hire CPAs or good advisors. They factor the invoice. And I'm not saying that's always a bad idea. What I'm saying is there's nuanced answers, and they lead, they they yeah. they're dictated by cash flow and profitability. So you you mentioned you recommend factoring. You mean you recommend the line of credit? Correct. Or- what I mean is. And if I said that, I'm, I'm mistaken. I've said we have recommended it to clients. Oh, okay. I'm saying it's a tool in the arsenal. Gotcha. Like maybe they're unbankable. You know, new client, new business, can't mm-hmm. get can't get a big line of credit. But man, as you get started, yeah. ultimately that credit worthiness builds, and you can borrow. Um, God, I was I was I'm looking at you as you said that I wanted them to make my next point. Now I can't think of it. Okay. Well, we were talking about <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about cash flow, obviously, but yeah. Specifically, like, what are the other the other benefits of understanding your cash flow besides just knowing? Like, I'm thinking of back in the office when me and another guy were we weren't necessarily partners, but we shared a lot of mutual clients, and like he had he had designed his cash flow. I think it was just a spreadsheet, but like he had built like another little tool that was just like how many more days he could be in business, basically until the money ran out. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which. You know, that's a real startup, like just basically like his burn rate, how much cash he was burning through, you know, and it would be like (laughs) every day, like, okay, well, you know, we've got 60 more days in business or we've got 83 more days in business, you know? Yeah. And I think too, I mean, that's, you're kind of getting in kind of the SaaS startup world of, of, of burn rate. And, and I think too, ultimately, if you're, you know, if you're looking at it that way, you're you are always in a position where you're losing money and you're 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 thinking can I buy enough time with borrowed money and investor money that it will turn profitable and the cash flow will ultimately flip back mm-hmm. right because a burn rate is just that if you have a burn rate it means you're spending more than you got mm-hmm. like it means you're spending more than you're taking in currently sure. and then we're just measuring okay very simply we got a million dollars in the bank our burn rate's 10 grand a month we got 100 months Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty simple. That's, you know, that, so lots of people do that. What I would say is, so we've talked a lot about like cash flow and debt. What I would say, what are some things you can do better with cash flow? And this is, I'll give you some kind of some pointers. So the first thing I, the, what I mentioned earlier was just understanding where debt plays the role. Understanding where you're profitable, where you're profitable and you can borrow money to bridge gaps. And then you start shopping debt for cheaper interest rates because it just means more money in your pocket. Mm-hmm. If you can ultimately pay it back, and that example I gave, we could, then it's then we shop debt lenders and try to get the best rate. Another thing I would say is to avoid that, think about how your revenue cycle is. Are you a 60 days to get a product out the door or a service out the door, ultimately coupled with another 60 or 90 days to collect. Like that's tough. Think about deposits. Are there ways you can do progress billing, uh, milestone? A lot of people do milestone billings. Like if you work with architecture firms or mm-hmm. advertising, they'll say, look, we want, you know, 30% upon this level of drawings, 60% when they put the roof on, like these mm-hmm. different milestones. Like think through how you can get paid 
in tandem with the money going out the door. Mm -hmm. Because if not, you're always going to be in this kind of crunch of, well, I had to lay the money out first to get paid for it much later. And now I'm managing this debt burden or owners are having to put up money ultimately to get it back. But you could do better. So I would say rethink your revenue cycle. How do you get paid? How do you bill people? Are there ways to speed that up and match cash inflow with cash outflow? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that could be that in itself. I mean, even we've talked about this before, just taking credit card fees. Correct. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Credit card fees get, you know, it's a... It's kind of one of my hobby horses, you know. Um, it's kind of that example I gave you on the factoring. It's like <clears throat> sometimes 98 cents on the dollar today is worth it. Sometimes it's not. You know what I mean? So, But for a lot of businesses, I think what the credit card fee represents, I, I would look at it in a different way. The the 3% I'm paying, not just – it's not, it's not a, a apples and oranges discussion on the factoring like I just mentioned. For me – the credit card expense represents something I also didn't have to do. I didn't have to have a person in collections. I didn't have to have a person, you know, handling, sending out bills. I can automate that process. And so, yeah, maybe I'm willing to give up two or 3%, but it's because I didn't have to have a person who cost me well, you know, way more mm-hmm. potentially than that two or 3%. So yeah. that's another kind of way I look at it from the, the credit card perspective. Yeah. Who's looking at the cash flow and like what do you what does it take to get set up? I know we talk a lot about zero, mm-hmm. but zero doesn't quite have. There's some some third party tools like yeah, zero's got a cash flow per manager or I forget what they call it. You know, like their small business insights where they tell you they, they'll, the, in the, in the app a seven or a thirty day cash flow, um, but you can add on tools like that are a little more robust. Like zero does have, it connects, it knows what bills you owe. You can also put in like one-time payments that you see coming that aren't in the software yet. But yeah, if you want a cash flow tool, there are plenty on the market. Gotcha. So that must be new because I, I don't remember zero having, or mm-hmm. maybe it's just never been on my radar that zero had a, any kind yeah, of Yeah. Let me flow. pull it up. I'm going to tell you what it's called. But yeah. It's a, um, and it's, it's actually pretty nice. It's, um, where you can, like I told you, you can somewhat manipulate it. It knows what your bills are. It knows what the AR, like, so in zero, if you, and, and lots of software do this, it has what's called expected dates. So you can go in your AR, your invoice is outstanding, and say, hey, I expect that's going to get paid in, on this day and that day. You can also say, when I'm planning to pay my accounts payable. So that's going into the cash flow forecast, kind of like you used to do at your small business, just kind of a back of the envelope, hey, we're going to, this is what our cash is. Mm-hmm. We're going to pay these things out. And we're going to take in this money. What does that look like in a month? Yeah. Um, wow. I wonder if it syncs with like uh, Gusto and yeah. There's a, literally the tool is called. It does. Yeah. It's called the tool. The tool is called Short Term Cash Flow. Okay. And um, let me see here. Well, yeah. yeah. That sounds like the best place to start if it syncs up with your. Yeah. You know, even your like office expenses that you pay monthly and stuff. Yeah, I'm wondering if it, it's going to be driven by by accounts payable. So if you don't put things in the bill section, then it's – I don't think it's going to know about that. But you could add – you could edit the projection. I think this is enough to get you going. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could you could manage this uh, in zero and add like, hey, I'm going to spend X amount of dollars in the next few days and that sort of thing. So this yeah. is a this is a good enough tool to get you going. Yeah, what what are the implications of that if you put like small little monthly invoices in your bill in your 
in your bill payment on yep. zero. Would that be a big hassle? No, it's not. I mean, the only thing is like we talked about in the bookkeeping episode a couple episodes ago is like you just got to remember. It's another thing to match. Yeah, it's another. you got to then pay the bills. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is apply payments to the bills, not just when they funnel in from the bank fee, just say that's office expense. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's yeah. the that's the problem but most you can, people have. you can match it from the bank fee, mm-hmm. though. Sure can. Yep. Yeah. And in fact, if it's the same amount, It'll, which it would be, yeah, it is pretty easy. It's going to suggest it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That might be worth the setup time to do that then if it gives you also the benefit of like matching your cash flow. Okay. So this is pretty cool. I've got here in my cash flow, I did not know this because I hadn't looked at it in zero in a while. It has expenses. I wish I could, sh- I could show you this. It says monthly prediction. And it's got expenses that it's seen me pay. It's like like I've got a texting service. It's like, hey, tomorrow for 109 bucks, this is coming out. We think it is. So this this has got this, this is better than the last out of zero. This wasn't available when I first started. Using no, no, zero. this is this is even better. I'm, I'm ashamed to say I hadn't looked at this in a while, just because we we use mm-hmm. other tools for clients. Yeah, but zero's cash flow tool looks a lot better because it's got these things it's predicting. It's also got an invoice in here. It's saying we're going to collect on. It's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. So, but in essence, it's back to what we started when we talked about what you guys did. You can add lots of zeros to your cash flow projection, but it back, but when you boil it down, it's just that. What is my beginning cash? What am I going to collect reasonably? What am I going to pay out? That's mm-hmm. it. Now, that number, that net of the two generally is going to be negative if you're losing money, right? I mean, right. it makes sense. Losing money on a P&L standpoint. Mm-hmm. And if you borrowed money, it's even worse, right? You can't pay back borrowed money with losses. Mm-hmm. Um, so just start to get an understanding of, okay, profits versus debt and capital reimbursements, okay? Mm-hmm. I got to know I have to have profits to use to pay down debt. And then what does cash flow look like on a seven-day, kind of two-week, month look? That's probably as far as you need to go in a small business. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've kind of covered what it what – you know, what you use it for other than just, you know, peace of mind of knowing that your business is going to keep operating. We can, you can use it to make decisions about debt mm-hmm. um, and be confident that you can manage the debt that you take on. Yep. And then we talked about how to actually do it, whether it's in zero or I guess alternatively, you can kind of rig up a spreadsheet like we've done in the past or there's some third party tools. Dude, I'm kind of, I'm kind of geeking out right now. I just, they did not have this tool either. Sorry, zero. I hadn't looked at this. I can go and select all the invoices that they think I'm going to collect and say what day I think they're coming in. So if I really want to get this, this cash flow forecast really nailed, I've got, I could select 10 invoices and be like, Oh, I think that I'm going to collect those on April 25th. And that will then build into my two week or my 30 day cash flow projection. Yeah. I wonder why they stop it at 30 days. It seems like you'd want at least to kind of see a quarter. What do they have? They have, no, they have, Again, they have seven oh days, gosh. 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. I think you owe the CEO an apology. This is sad given the fact that I went and met with the CEO yeah, like two months ago. I know. Yeah. That's why I think you I don't think she a, listens. I think that's why you owe <laughs> I, an apology. I, I think we're safe that uh, the Zero CEO is not listening to this. Gotcha. But if it gets shared in their Slack channel. Yeah. No, but I would say this. This goes back to the point I'm always making. How great is it that I've got a cash flow 
a cash flow predictor built into my software. Mm-hmm. Like this is a cloud accounting tool. Okay, so let's think this through. It's pulling in data from multiple places because it's cloud. It's pulling in the bills we know we owe. It's got the AR. Um, it's all up to date. And then it's now starting to learn because Zero's building AI into this. It's learning, hey, I know you. I, I saw Walmart in here. We, we go to Walmart probably twice a week and we buy like creamer and chips and just different office supplies. Yeah. Like coffee. Nacho cheese Doritos. Uh, cool, cool Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all in there. Yeah. Uh, so like it's starting to be like, hey, we know you're probably going to spend this. And even if it's not exactly right, it said 59 bucks. It might be 70. It might be 24. Mm-hmm. The point is it's pretty close and it's already included. I could edit it. So I can't hammer this enough, boy. Get a cloud-based accounting software with these connected tools, and the software is getting better where you don't even need a third-party. I was going to mention third-party cash flow tools. I'm actually starting to look more at zero now. Yeah. And just tell my clients, like, hey, if you ever want to do your cash flow, we can do it right here in zero. Yeah. And, too, obviously, I mean, it goes without saying, I guess. I mean, you would... You just discovered a whole new tool because you've been putting your data in, right? Which Correct. Is what we talked about last time and kind of hit on. That means that first row, right? If you're recording your yeah. data well, then you'll get an accurate cash flow. You'll get all these other benefits. Well, I can leverage now because yeah. I've got my found, my foundation is set. Mm-hmm. We reconcile the bank account. We have our accounting up to speed. Yeah. That's not a – most people are struggling through that. Yeah. Get that done. Now we can start to be like, hey, let's look at cash flow. This well, is I'm, pretty I'm, cool. I'm – Pump too because I didn't I had underestimated zero's uh, cash flow. Yeah, I, think you need, I, just, I think you need to repent of that. I yeah. heard I heard you were you were pretty uh, condescending there. Yeah, uh, what's the CEO's <laughs> name? I owe her an apology too. Shakender. Shakender, I hear my apology. I I came. I, yeah, I, yeah. I came in a little. Forgive high. me for Shakender yeah. for I have sinned. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So. But even yeah, the, this new organization that we've talked about that mm-hmm. I, that I've set up with, I've got Melio now. If I'm saying that right, I've got I think Gu- that's right. Gusto. So I'm trying to use the bill payment feature of Zero to match all of that, mm-hmm. and now I'm I don't have to do anything else, and I can leverage it'll it'll point in the cash flow. Well, so, you could go in. This is really cool too. You could go into the cash flow in Zero, which is now this is becoming the Zero cash flow episode. Yeah, fair enough. You could go in there and say, because you're the guy pulling the trigger on these bills, I know these 10 bills are going to get paid on, you know, in four days. Mm-hmm. Boom. Literally, and I could do it in bulk. I just did that where I was like, it was, it had bills and I, it had let me edit them in bulk to say when I said, so it let me put what I was talking about, that expected date, mm-hmm. which was one of my beefs with zero before is that you couldn't edit the expect, expected date in bulk. Well, you can now. Wow. So you could just go in there and say, I know I'm paying these things in four or five days, add them. Yeah. So I think that's a really neat feature. All right. Well, we'll end on that note. Definitely yep. check out Zero. Hopefully you're already on it and you've already got this tool and uh, you can just And you it know about use. it more yeah, than we right. do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you just didn't start a podcast to talk about it. Right, <laughs> right, right. So, uh, well, as always, go to Mir.group, check out the other podcast and um, – and find helpful tips about cloud accounting there and reach out to Marcus and his firm there as well. All right, guys. See you next time.